Welcome to the Journal Hijabi podcast. I'm your host, Sirin, and here we're all about elevating the voices of hijabi women in mainstream media through authentic storytelling. Without further ado, let's begin the episode. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And also, there's, like other module like learning about different like philosophies of like what is correct what is the right like um understanding of the quran what does the quran actually say about hijab mm-hmm. what is the actual like way of like modest wear and like mm-hmm. understanding like going back and it's a very individualistic thing like you said Sadia. like it's, it's about like your understanding of hijab yeah. and your understanding of islam and making sure that you're not adjusting the hijab and your Islam and your religion around the world. Yeah. It's about adjusting the world around your Islam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult to do that. Yeah. But we can do that. And I feel like because <laughs> culture is always going to be part of us. Yeah. No one's saying you have to abolish culture. It's just kind of separating culture and religion, yeah. which is like the main important thing, like not mixing both. It could definitely get toxic. Yeah, like definitely. Culture, but you yeah. Know, yeah. there's always good parts to it as well. Yeah. I feel yeah. like it's a, you know, mix of everything but But I think it all comes genuinely it all comes down to your love for this materialistic dunya Mm. at the end of the day literally Mm. everything you can think of it comes to your own nafs your own you know your temptations temptations yeah yeah. and desires yeah exactly so your desire for what you want from this world do you want attention yeah Um, so obviously if you think you you know at the end of the day, I think the one thing that just kind of keeps me going within my hijab journey and my, you know, my deen, my Islam, yeah, is just the fact that the only reason we're in this dunya is to obey God, the one creator, yeah. and we're not here forever. Yeah. So we're literally here for a very specific amount of time, and it's a test to all of us Muslims to just, you know, hold on. <laughs> it's a journey and so until we make it to where we are actually supposed to be mm. which is the afterlife and you know this is 
it's, it's a huge, I guess, like with non-believers, it's a huge debate of what is afterlife and all of that. But I mean, I guess <laughs> none of us will know until we make it there. Exactly. <laughs> so I think, you know, that's the one thing is who yeah. a whole thing of like personally from like what I you know have lived and learned is that I'm not here to look good to anyone. I'm not here to impress anyone. I'm not mm. here to you know, get attention or whatever it is like anything materialistic i'm literally here to obey the one and only god that i have yeah and yeah and just do what i'm supposed to and as long as i'm not hurting anyone else does it really matter <laughs> yeah i think yeah i think what everyone needs to do is go on their own journey and put their parents version of Islam away yeah. put their society's version of Islam yeah. away put their scholars version of Islam away not but all the scholars, scholars for no, no. To, an ex- to, an to an extent I mean no I mean I feel like with scholars just to add in just with scholars it's about understanding who the right scholars are exactly yeah. Yeah. but I'm not talking about olden scholars I'm talking about Online. new generation yeah. scholars yeah. Yeah. Not, not the olden not the olden scholars no 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 They're, they were far too well, great I feel like the new generation of scholars the only reason I mean, I wouldn't even call them scholars. They're truthfully, what are they doing it for? Mm. For attention and money, because mm. that's all that's going to gain. Yeah. So they're using that for themselves. Yeah. Um. Go on. What did I say? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just learn, like, no, yeah. learn Islam. You know, just pick up the Quran. Yeah. Learn it as much as you can. Anything that you don't get, anything that's making you doubt, research further. But don't only look at the Quran for what it says look at the context the yeah. context matters so much mm. when i was when i was going through my islamic journey i don't know if this is relevant actually it's fine um don't worry but when i was going through my islamic journey i had to look at the context of when it was based because yeah. the quran wasn't sent all at once it was sent in in bulks in chapters yeah and i think we forget that we think it's addressing everything but it was sent for different reasons at different times and understanding the context of each single section mm. and looking at you know books that address certain parts of the quran and maybe speaking to an imam or speaking to scholars or mm. anything just helps you get rid of any doubt you have mm. and makes you actually understand what this religion is about beside everyone else's beliefs you know yeah. this is yeah this is yeah. just you have to go from it from the perspective of being a newborn baby that you don't know anything mm. and learn it fresh mm. and i think that's when you truly understand the beauty of islam mm. Mm. yeah and if you t- talk about like hijab like understanding where in the hijab where in the quran it talks about hijab yeah. the context of it the understanding yeah. of what it actually means mm-hmm. why why do we actually wear hijab yeah. what does it say in the quran that says why we wear hijab yeah, yeah. what's the reason behind it another thing is like a lot of people think, oh yeah, why? Like, technically, that you're sexualizing yourself because you're trying to protect yourself from that. But then I guess I think one thing they do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know when they're like <laughs> putting a hijab on a baby, like that's sexualizing the baby because why? Are you? But I think th- there's a lot of like you know debates like that. But I feel like what people misunderstand is men also have obligations, yeah. not just yeah. women. Mm-hmm. And so before Allah tells us to cover up, it tells mm. men to lower their gaze. Literally in the Quran it says it that. It says, yeah, before yeah. we are told Literally. that we have to wear the hijab, that we have to observe, it tells men to lower their gaze. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people miss this, is that it's not just, oh yeah, women have to do this, women have this obligation. Mm. No, 
men have it too but it's just yeah, in a different yeah. way because obviously yeah. we have different responsibilities and different mindsets and different mm. bodies, mm. bodies and beings I guess yeah, I think the beauty of Islam is that obviously it unites people. Mm. So if you surround yourself with good people, a like good company, yeah. obviously that will only help you become the best version of yourself. For example, yeah. like talking about the hijab, if you surround yourself with maybe Muslim girls who do wear the hijab, that will obviously, you know, um, it will kind of make you feel that you're not the only one um, mm. in this Western society, like that you've got like other people as well with you. And that will only make your journey easier. Yeah, no, it is definitely. I think one thing that I like to talk about is round trip, like you said, like definitely, I completely agree. Is um, when you have practicing Muslim women around you or just Muslims in general, mm. it is so easy to you know be a part of it mm. because if you didn't have that, and you have to, you know, obviously, if you had the opposite of what you truly believe in, yeah. it would make it so much harder because mm. they're just different, yeah, mm. and so. Well, Although, like, obviously the hijab journey and the Islamic journey in general is a very, very individual thing, I feel like we definitely do connect and help. And yeah. it's, it's just a nice community. Yeah, I it's guess. It's a genuine yeah. community yeah. to, you know, that we can trust and learn from and mm. grow with. Yeah, I guess because our ethos in Islam is like one ummah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We are one ummah. Like, when we go for hajj and we go for umrah, we all look the same because mm. yeah, we, yeah. we are we are one we are equal yeah. and it community is such a big thing like as much as we have individual understandings and growth from mm-hmm. islam like learning from islam it is so helpful and it's such a good thing to have a community like yeah. if you guys want to talk about like your i mean you guys kind of did go into it but like your community is like how did that influence your job yeah I'll I'll start because I have a few things (laughs) to say. So with my community, I would say that, um, I mean, there's my community and then there's my family. My family is um, very culture-based, I would say, more than religion, but um, they're very misogynistic. Mm. I would, you know, especially like talking about my aunties and my own father, especially, you know, Mm. father's side. (laughs) I think um, within my family, um, I was judged a lot, mm. you know, even for doing my hijab, I used to, like, I still show my neck, and mm. so not observing the hijab properly, mm. I was judged a lot and questioned, why are you going to, why are you wearing the hijab if you're going to wear that much makeup, mm. you know, so it kind of did bring you down, and you're like, you, you do really, you know, I've been told, oh yeah, you might as well take it off, mm. you know, being told to take off your hijab just because you're not doing it perfectly, mm. So those kind of things, I think, within the community could be very toxic, but I guess it's because they don't have that understanding of the hijab journey in in Islam and what it truly means and, you know, why everyone does it. And so I think um, a lot of the times it could be very toxic, Mm. like some, you know, communities. But at the same time, a lot of women that I have met and, you know, been around have been extremely, um, you know, influential as well as really motivated me to you know wear the hijab Um, so I think there's a whole like there's really many sides to community is that non-Muslims and Muslims that were supportive towards you I would say that like if we're talking about you know family like my own family yeah they were very I guess pushy and um, judgmental 
Yeah. But communities in general could be very inspiring. Yeah. yeah. But it does really change from person to person. Mm. You know, but, it, you know, I think that is why I'd say one thing about my own, you know, journey as a Muslim is that I was guided away from Islam before I was brought back to it. And I say I was because I feel like God really does bring a lot of things into your life to make you learn it. Mm. Because you, you truly do live the same lessons over and over again until you learn what you're supposed to. Mm. And I feel like at some point I was such a low point of my life that, you know, I didn't think the hijab even meant anything. I didn't think Islam would help. Mm. I thought it was all, you know, rubbish. <laughs> Genuinely, that's all, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I had like a couple years of realisation. Like before that, I used to be so like into i guess westernized feminism and how i mm. thought yeah men and women are equal and i still obviously in the eyes of god we're all equal but we have come to this dunya i guess this world <laughs> as um different beings men yeah and we women, have our roles yeah women and men will yeah. never be equal no because um men and women they go through like a lot very different experiences mm. experiences and like you know, um, yeah. Sorry, I went really off the topic there. No, it's fine. <laughs> um, I mean, I've already discussed the community. Yeah. There's nothing much more to add to that. But I wanted to add to her point of, okay. um, you know, men and women. They're essentially. I feel like Islam portrays them so beautifully. Like, yes, we have different roles, mm. but to the eyes of God, we're all the same. And I think a lot of the reasons why people might might feel like you know Islam treats men and women differently is because of the way some people, especially some men, mm. view women mm. and they justify their hatred for women through some bits of the Qur'an mm. without realising that there's a whole chapter to read mm. than just yeah. that one line they, I, and I guess, exaggerating. Sorry. They it, pick yeah. and choose. Pick and choose they and also and exaggerating. Yeah. yeah, without context. And I think they don't realise that you also have to look at the sunnah of our Prophet and the way he lived and not just, you know, picking and choosing one bit, but rather look at it the whole picture and practice the whole thing. And if you do want to be misogynistic, don't put Islam as the reason for it, you know? Mm. Like you should just go ahead and be misogynistic but stop using the name of Islam. And I think that's why a lot of people get um, yeah. I think it's easier to use Islam because obviously as us Muslims, right, we've grown up Muslims whether we agreed with it initially or not or you know whatever we believed in at first because I feel like no matter what you're born as you truly have to find Islam yourself yeah it's and like I think with hijab as well like like you truly have to even no matter what the reason was when you initially wore it you eventually go to learn what the true reason is and Mm. the struggles that comes with it and why are we doing this and Mm. everything else that comes with it Mm. but I think um the reason is because Islam has so much influence on us that it is easier to use it as an excuse to control. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's a, it's just the way of controlling us, I guess, yeah. because yeah. it's easier to say Allah has commanded you to do this than saying I'm a misogynistic piece of shit. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of touched upon it before, but um, so just about like the community and like the areas and my family you know mm. and how that's kind of um like affected my hijab journey personally i think 
I've alhamdulillah had a very like I've had a very good hijab journey yeah. from the time I started till present day. Um I feel like just from the start I've always been very um like I've been very how to say it, like on my deen I guess. Yeah. And I was always very curious to study Islam and, you know, kind of understand the meaning of, you know, wearing the hijab or dressing modestly yeah. and all of these different things. So I just feel like I've never had like a difficult time in my whole journey mm-hmm. when wearing the hijab. Um, and even though I was, like I went to a Church of England school yeah. where literally 90% of the people were like white people, non-Muslims, that still didn't affect um, my hijab journey because I actually, I felt proud wearing the hijab. I liked being different. Mm. Um, and, you know, people would ask me, you know, like, why do you wear, so many people ask me in school, really? why would you wear the, the hijab? Yeah. Like, uh, what's the reasoning behind it? Mm-hmm. And I, I enjoyed telling, like, telling people about Islam and telling people about my religion. It just made me feel even more connected to, like, mm. God and Islam. I feel like it just made me more spiritually stronger right, as yeah. a person. Yeah. Um, so this hijab, this piece of cloth, has, is not only like a physical item, like you guys mentioned before. Yeah. It's something so much more deeper than that. Yeah. Um, it's something which is like literally helping me go through life spiritually. Mm. Um, and yeah, so I just feel like I've not really had a hard um, hijab journey. And yeah, like I was saying, like I went to an all-girls school mm. where, you know, 90% of people were non-Muslims. Even in my own family, like me and my sister, we were like the first girls the first like, girls to wear the hijab mm. like um even till this day like most of my cousins and my aunties no one wears the hijab we're still kind of the only ones oh, wow. um so like obviously we grew up in a family where like the hijab wasn't like we didn't see it much um so to us it was just like i felt really like to me it was more of a feeling of feeling proud rather than feeling different yeah um obviously i was different because you know majority of people don't wear the hijab but i liked being that i liked being different being different like yeah. i liked being different like i just yeah, I think it was. I think it's unique. So yeah. I've alhamdulillah had a really good say a job journey. That's really interesting. Yeah, to like wrap up, I think, just in like, huh? Oh, you can like just say social it. media. Yeah, yeah. We haven't touched upon that. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. Like, um, just to like kind of wrap up, basically, because we're coming to an hour. Um, do you feel like living in the West has influenced your hijab? Your not your journey, your hijab yes. right now. Like um, over the past, like growing up years. And and how? And how? Yeah, and how. Okay. Me, um, personally, um, as someone who came from Turkey, as someone who lived in Turkey and came to this country, yeah. I was able to experience not just Turkish Muslims but Muslims from all around the world. And so Turkish mm. Muslims, to me, have, like in my opinion, are very cultural. Mm. And so seeing Muslims from different cultures kind of helped me pick out the difference between culture and religion. Mm-hmm. And so that way, it kind of, it genuinely did help me improve my hijab journey because of the way, I guess, um, if you wore certain things like a niqab in Turkey, yeah, you would still face a lot of like backlash. Really? Yeah, that in certain cities and certain places, yeah. people will be like, they're not Turkish because Turkish people don't wear niqabs like culturally. Yeah. Like we do wear the hijab, but we wear it in a very specific way, and so yeah. I feel like it's because it's so different from other like, cultures. Mm-hmm. Coming here to London, where there are Muslim Muslims from all around the world, mm. and there's Muslims from different sects. Mm. you know just seeing that it, it does really help you see Islam for what it is rather than whatever it is mixed with like culture or 
you know any kind of other ideologies Mm -hmm. so yeah and like social media especially um right now like let's say tiktok that's you know the most trending Mm -hmm. social media platform um on there i can see obviously day to day i see so many women who you know are looked up to because they were the job i went myself and bought you know those things after seeing it on tiktok mm. after seeing those women still look so beautiful and elegant and kind of i they have influenced me so, like with social media i think it depends what kind of yeah i mean it's hard to you know know what you exactly feed yourself through social media but yeah. um when um you know you choose to follow certain people they do influence you in a good way and so i have seen the positive sides of social media because it does bring you know like I said like communities together and Muslim women together as well and I've been influenced too by certain items of clothing which are more modest than what I'm wearing right now and I hope to kind of improve towards mm-hmm. that direction so it'd be more like positive than negative for you yeah the wet the, the westernization yeah be, being in being in London I think not just westernization because if we're talking about the whole of the western world obviously city city it all different no just just you as individual living in london yeah yeah, yeah. but me as a person living in london yeah i think it's it's been a good impact okay yeah definitely a good one because i think living among non-believers yeah and with loads of different people of different cultures and different backgrounds and Mm -hmm. different religions you do really end up questioning who you are yeah so i think at a young age you really do question your identity and who you are and where you come from and where you want to go because you know um everyone's so different mm. that yeah whether you like it or not you do end up kind of as your individual self yeah because like let's say in schools and stuff there was no other turkish no. muslim woman yeah with a hijab yeah it was just i was the only one in the entire you know entire cool. year yeah and then there was another, uh, you know, Turkish Muslim girl, but she wasn't a hijabi. Yeah. So this, she was the closest I could get to in relation, like, if we're, you know, talking about culture, culture and Islam and the hijab journey and things mm-hmm. like that. So I think it, it does affect you, but it depends on which perspective you look at from. And in terms of social media, it depends on who you follow yeah. and what you decide to feed yourself. Because if you go and choose the wrong people to influence you yeah. without knowing then they can definitely misguide you. Yeah. And you could definitely end up, you know, because there are so many women in, on TikTok who have taken off their hijabs. Yeah. You know, doing the opposite. So, like, you know, um, from our childhood, we used to watch... Um, Do you Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, like, she's always been a hijabi. Yeah. It's very sad. And then now she doesn't even wear the hijab, but... Yeah. She was like a very big icon for hijab. Yeah. She was, I, mean, I think she was the first, first from London. Hijabi influencers. Yeah, she was literally the first, and now she's not even a hijabi. So, mm. yeah. like I said, like, it depends on. But she's still obviously. I think, as when you're younger, you're easy to influence. But I feel like now that I'm at the yeah. age where I'm twenty one mm-hmm. and I know better, mm. you know that. Yeah. You know, I can pick and choose what's right from wrong. Mm. And knowing what I know from Islam as well. Yeah. So I feel like just having that education, mm. it is extremely important, um, you know, mm. or in terms of where you look at things from, mm. your perspective. For me, I think everything's a journey. Like, for example, I always think 
if I was born in Saudi Arabia, would I be different? Mm. But then I always think, when you're surrounded by just Muslims, mm. you get curious as to mm. you know what is out there that's yeah. different. So it could cause more damage than good. And the realization I've come to is that Western society hasn't impacted the way of my hijab right now. But mm-hmm. yes, it has before in the past, like made me want to take it off or, you know, not wear it or, you know, just having questions about why I wear it and they don't. Mm-hmm. But I think it's made me, as me said, stronger in a way because I'm wearing this in a, in a place where not many people wear it. And so I have strong values and beliefs Mm -hmm. for my religion to be wearing it here Mm -hmm. and on the topic of social media i think it's very dangerous Mm -hmm. to give someone the power to influence you in your islamic journey like as you said tiktok influenced you into buying more hijabs but you love sorry but what if if you're a muslim woman you're likely familiar with the nail polish debate A Turkish author from the University of Glasgow has researched this topic extensively, concluding that nail polish can represent a harmonious blend of faith and beauty for many. Embracing this perspective, Mercy Cosmetics, a U.S.-based halal nail polish brand, offers a wide range of vegan halal certified products. They also prioritize social responsibility, pledging to donate 20% of profits to provide water to underprivileged communities. As a special offer for Journal Hijabi listeners, you can enjoy a 15% discount on your entire order by visiting mercycosmetics.com slash journalhijabi or using the code journalhijabi in all caps, no spaces at checkout. That's mercycosmetics.com slash journalhijabi, mercy, M-E-R-S-I, cosmetics.com slash journalhijabi or using the code journal hijabi at checkout join mercy cosmetics in celebrating the joy of nail polish without compromising your values that person that you followed that bought the juzab suddenly changed their mind and you know said they don't want to wear juzabs anymore mm-hmm. and suddenly you know all those people said something else and i think we don't realize we're being influenced sometimes mm. it's subconsciously Mm. the things we see we see these pictures we see these pictures again and again and again and so we think that's normal and that's okay Mm. but without realizing it's actually altering our minds of what a hijabi muslim should look like Mm. and what we should be like and what we should dress like what we should act like and what we should do and Mm. i think these this doesn't happen by oh look i'm seeing her and now i'm just gonna wear something like her it happens subconsciously oh my god, I really love those pants, you know, where did she get it from? You check, mm. and you buy it, and you wear it. And then, you know, it might be that top, that really tight top that she's wearing, and yes, it shows her body, but it looks really good on her, so yeah. I need to get one too. Mm. And if she's doing it, then of course, like, we're all on our own journey. We should all do it. And I think mm-hmm. we kind of get in this loop of, you know, doing things without realising their consequences because we see it so often that we forget mm. it might be an issue. Mm-hmm. we forget because you know mm. subconsciously sometimes we don't realize what we're even doing is a problem mm. and this is especially true for those that are not that are not religious yeah. for people that are religious they know right from wrong mm. but for those that are still starting their journey or in the beginning of their journey when they see something they don't know if it's right or wrong mm. they just see many people doing it and so they follow the trend yeah but i don't think i don't think 
social media is at fault here. I think people labeling themselves as Muslim influencers. That's mm. the issue. If you're going to label yourself as a Muslim influencer, that means you want people to mm. follow what you do. So if you want, if you're, if you're basically essentially saying that you want people to follow what you do, but you're actually sinning publicly, yeah. then that goes to show what are your intentions. Because I think you shouldn't label yourself as a Muslim influencer. Maybe just have an Instagram about your own life and, you know, do whatever you want. But when you actually acknowledge the fact that you are influencing people and you're on that big platform mm. and you know you are going to influence people into doing wrong, but it's everyone's journey. I think we forget that sometimes influencing people to do wrong could also be a big, big yeah, issue of course. and a problem. Because, like, where do you... As in, you've put yourself on this big platform as an influencer. As a Muslim As a Muslim influencer. influencer. And, like, where do you get your knowledge from? Exactly. Like, where have you learned? And the issue is in the... Like, in, we shouldn't be following anyone. Yeah. Or calling ourselves influencers. Yeah. Because we are not on that level. But I think it's inevitable to be perceived as a Muslim because we've already spoken about that. If she is... She just wants to be an influencer. She doesn't want to show herself as a Muslim influencer, right? But she just wants to be an influencer, like you said, like talk about her life or whatever it is. If she wears the hijab, you're automatically going to think Muslim influencer. Because that's just who she is. That's a part of her identity. Yeah, but I'm not talking about those ones. I'm just talking about those that actually label themselves as a Muslim influencer. Those that know, that those yeah. that want people to follow them. Right, yeah, no. Because okay. the intention is different for everyone. Yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. judge what someone's intention is. Mm. But when someone has made it clear their intention is for people to follow them by saying, yeah. oh, a Muslim influencer. And I've seen a lot of actual reels and Muslim people saying, yes, I get fillers, but that, and justifying it, essentially, or justifying certain haram things because that's, that's what they think. And they've also labelled themselves as a Muslim influencer, which is very dangerous because to level yourself that highly as an influencer, an influencer which usually normal people shouldn't be because yeah. no one should be influencing anyone else. Yeah. You know, we, we had our prophet and he was the only influencer we should follow. He's yeah. our role model. He's our role model and yeah. he was the only influencer. Yeah. That's why he was made perfect. Yeah. So to label yourself as a Muslim influencer, that itself is problematic. Yeah, yeah, toxic. problematic. Yeah, it's very yeah. toxic. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you guys kind of basically said everything, but I feel like even with a lot of these Muslim influencers who, who they say they're Muslim influencers, mm. but then at the same time they say, oh, we've been kind of essentially given this title, as in like, it wasn't our choice, like it just came to us, kind of. Mm. Um, a lot of um, Muslim influencers, they think they can say that and they kind of justify that, yeah. um, which I believe is just very rubbish. wrong. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's rubbish, I literally. I think a lot of the time these Muslim influencers, um, they just like crave attention and so they say a lot yeah. of contradictory things which catch the attention of a lot of people muslims and non-muslims yeah <laughs> what was your question again on the well, your last question was about the hijab and the like the context like your own journey it was about as as you an individual yeah in has the hijab has um living in london and western society affected your hijab not your journey, you're just your hijab, how you are now? Mm-hmm. And if so, how? Um, I think, um, personally, I've been able to kind of... Like, we were talking about culture before. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's a really big part of our identity, I guess you can say. 
um, I've been like I think I've been able to like kind of distinguish my culture and my religion um, yeah. and uh, I like to make sure that I don't mix both up because they're both different they're both separate and they shouldn't be mixed up in my opinion yeah um, so I think my actual like me wearing the hijab currently in this day in this present day um, I don't find it difficult at all mm. like I don't think it's a hard thing for me personally I know everyone has their own journeys um, but because I've been you wearing it for so many years now and mm. because like as I'm growing older, I like I'm learning more about it, and I'm learning more about the importance of wearing it, the kind of meaning of it, the like beauty of it, um, and like when you learn all these different things, all these like everything kind of clicks in your head, and you you truly understand why you're wearing the hijab, mm. um, and it doesn't like if when you're so like I guess when you're so um, on like strong on your belief, um, anything like things to do with where you live. Or who you surround you, none of that would affect your journey because mm. you're strong with you're, you're so you're strong, strong with your belief. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So like, I don't think me living in London has affected me in any way. I think in fact it's helped me even more, um, because obviously London is so diverse. This um, because it's so diverse, um, you kind of put upon yourself like you tell yourself, oh, I need to learn more about Islam now, mm. um, because like you're literally exposed to so many different religions mm-hmm. and cultures, and you know you people will tell you lots of different things and mm. um that's obviously very common in london in such a diverse city so i think like living in like central london has in fact helped me become more stronger in my wow. hijab journey because it's made me literally go out of my way to research more about the hijab and islam yeah. um because there's literally so many different ideas out there of like how you should wear the hijab or like what is the hijab there's so many different meanings and interpretations so i think like literally living in london is such a busy city with like so many different cultures and um ethnicities and religions yeah. um is like made is made it easier for me to wear the hijab i think okay so you guys think it's like positive definitely yeah. do you I think, think it's positive i think so it more? depends on like you said like what kind of media that you feed yourself because yeah. you can choose your timeline i feel like because it depends on what you you know i mean i guess it could be very toxic for when you're like younger and you're yeah you're more influential because, yeah. yeah because i have been there and yeah. i have been influenced yeah and then i kind of just grew out of it as i learned more yeah um but i think in general when you're aware you're not as easy to influence and so you know what you can change like you can tell the difference between right and wrong mm. from your beliefs and your religion because yeah. to me right and wrong depends on what islam prohibits mm. the reasoning behind it and then whatever's right is if it's affecting me and my you know surroundings in a positive yeah. way so to me that's like right and wrong and so if a piece of media let's just say is not aligning with those rights yeah then i know that it's not good it's for me not obviously good. yeah and so i think it just depends on what you can see, can, yeah, yeah, you can see. see. Yeah. But, and who you follow and who you choose to, and like how you choose to use social media because you you can use it in a good way where you know um i have friends that send me islamic reminders and so it actually helps me sometimes you know um sending me things like duas and reminders and things like that and so it's good but then obviously there is bad sides to it where like she said like um so i mentioned that it's all like on the back of your mind whether you like it or not yeah so subconsciously you are processing everything whether you want it or not and so it is normalizing things you might not want it to be Mm -hmm. so i think it's also really weird how much time we spend on social media 
considering how much we should spend. I think like one part of your Islamic journey is to reduce social media exposure personally because I feel like social media was made for time wasting. You know, wasting your time on on maybe scrolling down nonsense. through through nonsense yeah. or you know reducing your attention span and it it actually has so many um consequences when you're constantly scrolling or constantly feeding yourself different things yeah. and you know sometimes we can't control our timeline yeah. sometimes we're like forced to see something we don't want to see and i think that's why reducing your social media exposure has done wonders for my islamic journey and bettering my hijab journey, bettering myself, learning more about Islam. Because when you're constantly scrolling through social media, firstly, you're wasting your time. Secondly, you're not being productive. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, you're being lazy. You know, you're, you're being uh, told to be lazy. And you're being, essentially, you're being taught to be lazy because social media, like especially TikTok, reduces your exposure. I mean, sorry, it reduces your, I forgot the word, uh, reduces your ability to your your senses i know your what you senses. mean no, no, no. Um, there's a word there's a word for this i said it before but i forgot brain. it reduces your brain <laughs> it reduces your time span no time. something span short no um attention span attention span and so <laughs> you you can't take in loads of information at once and the quran it's lots of information mm. so Essentially, you're basically, it, it, it pushes you away is what I'm trying to say. Because music is one thing, right, that's yeah. played a lot. And for your journey, I think, because yeah. music sends a lot of subconscious messages mm-hmm. to your brain. I think for your benefit, I think it's better to reduce your exposure, whether it affects you oh, or no. whether it doesn't visibly. Mm-hmm. I think one really important thing I want to add is that when you're constantly on social media, like you said, and you're obviously shortening your attention span, etc., you're also constantly on a dopamine high. So the more you watch, and obviously, like, you're keeping your mind occupied. And so doing that constantly is going to make the things that you normally should be extremely boring. And so you won't be satisfied with doing day-to-day lives and it's going to put you into a spiral of depression because you're so used to just constantly being on TikTok and just, you know, like scrolling and scrolling for hours. Um, you're not going to satisfy yourself doing anything else. Exactly. And that's going to affect you in every way. Exactly. And I think another huge thing about hijab yeah. uh, I want to talk about is like hijab social media is pornography. Mm-hmm. Which I know, it, like, it might sound like it has nothing to do with it, but I feel like... <laughs> um, no, I know what you mean. Carry it's, on. it's that kind of, like, toxic things that you take in yeah. that, you know, a lot of young people in this day and age will. Yeah. Inevitably, they will, you know. Yeah. As they're not going to want... They might, you know, if they're influenced so much by it, they might not look into the hijab in a positive light. Yeah. yeah. You could talk about me and Khalifa. Yeah, oh, I don't even want to. <laughs> I, I don't want to. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Does anyone have some last comments? Otherwise, we're going to stop because it's at one hour, 20 minutes now. Last comments, yeah. anyone? Uh, Any burning? I just think it's so interesting. Yeah. You know, like, the fact that like we'd expect social, uh, everything to just have a... Like, being in a Western society to have that negative in- impacts on our job. But actually, yeah. it's made us... 
it does if you find the right people if you find the right people it does genuinely personally i feel like being in a western society yeah it has brought me closer to my religion as well as my hijab because um i can see you know i have seen people and what they do for fun and you know things like they dress up and they go out and they use substances and they Mm. drink alcohol and so when i just you know not experience it but i guess witness it yeah is that i can see that there is absolutely no point in doing so Mm. because it's just a it's not going to last long you know Mm. it's just you get high and then that satisfaction dies off Mm. there is no true happiness in those kind of Mm. westernized normalized lifestyle and so it genuinely does bring me closer to my deen because you know you almost you know all of that but especially like i guess there's just so much going on in the world and you're so aware of it you know that yeah. It feels lonely to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I feel like having God and making him the main... God-centred. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, exactly. Is It has a huge impact yeah. on the way you live your life and That's your definitely. hijab. Yeah. I think friends do too. Yeah. Like, um, a lot of my friends... Your company. Yeah, like, company. I have I have non-hijabi friends. Yeah. And the friends they usually hang around with, like, every day yeah. are non-hijabi friends. Yeah. And... So when they hang around with me as a hijabi, they always like asking me like, "Oh yeah, so how does it feel?" Like, do you know what I mean? Like, are these Muslims or non-Muslims? Muslims, but, but, yeah. but you know they want to learn more. But yeah. because they're constantly around people that don't wear the hijab and dress differently, yeah. which who are also Muslims by the way, yeah. they're not influenced into making a change. Mm. You know what I mean? You need that little bit of influence, and I think renewing your intentions mm. because you could wear the hijab, but if you don't have the intention of wearing it for the right reasons, mm. because Islam is centered around intention, mm. then does your hijab wearing even count in the eyes of Allah? If you know your intention isn't to wear it for the sake for of the wearing reasons. it. Yeah, like, not as in if... We can't tell what other people's intentions are, but you have to tell your own intentions. You have to, like, sit down with yourself. Am I wearing this for the right reasons? Am mm. I wearing this because Allah told me to do it? Or am I wearing this because... You know, just, I, because just because everyone, else everyone else's. else's. Like, you know, for example, social media, again. <laughs> like, because these people look so pretty in the hijab. Am I wearing it to look pretty in the hijab? Or am I wearing it because God sent it? Uh, God taught us to wear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's always good to renew your attention and hang around with the right people that encourage you and tell you, the, like, you know, their hijab journeys and are always encouraging you. Yeah. 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 Do you have any last comments? Um, yeah, just as a conclusion of everything we spoke about. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think as a Muslim living in a Western society, obviously you're gonna like, um, it's gonna be difficult, you know, at times, um, mm. because of everything you're exposed to. But as long as you try your best to, you know, study Islam and um, kind of stay strong on your belief, then your journey will slowly become easier. So like, it's always good in the end. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's overall, a positive thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's good. Cool. Interesting, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. I thought it was all gonna be negative. Yeah. Great. Yeah. 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 Well done, guys. Okay, I'm gonna stop it now. Bye. 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 Enjoy. <laughs> Have fun listening to it now. I will be dead after this. <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks for reaching the end of the episode. We hope you learned something new about the women who wear the hijab. You can watch the recorded video of this episode on YouTube at Journal Hijabi. And be sure to follow our Instagram at Journal Hijabi to stay updated on all things hijabi and help spread our stories. Until next time, never forget the power of being a hijabi.